This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, November 23rd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part one of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Hello, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us. I am Megan Latonin with Aviva, and I am very fortunate to be joined here today with the two of the leaders in this industry about to dive into the hot topic of grid modernization, resiliency, and the infrastructure bill. You know, we all know that power companies are scrambling to update their systems as climate change continues to fuel increased and more frequent extreme weather events. We've seen outages across the U.S. having significant economic consequences not to mention the impact on the people affected. According to the Department of Energy, these outages cost the U.S. $70 billion annually. And thankfully, the Biden administration has made updating the nation's grid a priority and the latest infrastructure package allocates $73 billion for power upgrades. This is the single largest investment in clean energy transmission in American history. To dive into this topic, the state of the grid and a breakdown of the infrastructure bill, I am joined today by Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy, the founder of OSI Soft and now Chairman Emeritus of Aviva. Dr. J. Patrick Kennedy is an industry pioneer who conceived the vision of scalable systems for managing industrial data, guiding OSI Soft from a startup in 1980 to a global software company that introduced and supported the Pi system. The Pi system has become the industrial sector's leading operation system of record helping to improve productivity, efficiency, and sustainability in over 146 countries and over 1,000 utilities. Since OSIsoft's 2021 acquisition by Aviva, Pat remains engaged as Chairman Emeritus and Board Advisor of Aviva and is the prominent thought leader on grid monetization and resiliency, among many other things. Welcome, Pat, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. We are also fortunate to be joined today by Mona Sheff as we attempt to break down this bill and the opportunities in front of us. Mona is the Senior Director of Federal Government Relations at Schneider Electric and leads infrastructure implementation, aka follow the money from federal to states. She has actually read the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act and broken down the segments of funding relevant for companies and states. Mona just celebrated her three-year work anniversary at Schneider Electric and has spent over 10 years in the clean energy space in DC, advocating for decarbonization, energy efficiency, and resiliency. Thank you, Mona, for joining us. Thank you. So let's let's kick this off with a powerful question. You know, Pat, I've heard you mention three primary reasons around the importance and timeliness of this infrastructure bill resiliency, smart grid, and new transmission. With this in mind, what are your thoughts on how the U.S. infrastructure bill can leverage technology to help modernize the U.S. power grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
California environmental regulators released a tougher climate action roadmap on November 16th that they said would enable the state to achieve economy-wide carbon neutrality by 2045. The proposed plan slashes greenhouse gas emissions 85 percent and oil usage 94 percent, chiefly through new regulations and building codes that prohibit gas use. Regulators also estimate the plan would create 4 million new jobs. However, the group also estimated that achieving the plan's targets would cost about $18 billion in 2035 and $27 billion in 2045. General Motors Company and a Canadian subsidiary of Brazilian mining giant Valet has reached an agreement for the long-term supply of battery-grade nickel sulfate from Valet's planned plant at Becancourt, Quebec, to support GM's production of electric vehicles in North America, the company said last week. Valet will also supply enough of the metal for 350,000 electric vehicles per year. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards says direct air capture technology in the Gulf of Mexico could establish the state as a leader in the energy transition. The first large-scale direct air capture plant should be up and running in the United States by the mid-2020s, boasting a capacity of 1 million tons of carbon dioxide per year. And France is powering ahead with legislation to fast-track the construction of more nuclear reactors as the country faces unprecedented outages with its existing fleet with six new nuclear plants in the cards. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.